This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and the whole idea of this podcast is to recreate the experience of sitting around with friends on a Saturday morning doing the quiz together. It's not a competition, and I don't keep score. I just want my guests to have a good time getting to the correct answers. This week, those guests are both actors from the upcoming production of Mr. Bailey's Minder at the Ensemble Theatre, and I think it's fair to say that they're both from opposite ends of the career experience spectrum. (laughs) One of them is still within her first decade of being a professional actor, while the other has been on stages around the country since the 1960s. Welcome to the show, Claudia Ware and John Gaydon. Hello. Hello, you two. It's so nice of you to join me on the quiz. Lovely to be here. My pleasure. Excellent. And lovely to meet you, Claudia. John, as we discussed just a minute ago, we've uh, known each other for a little while. You knew me when I was in nappies. That's right. That's right. He he was uh, cast as my youngest son in Cloud Street, the Neil Lanfield production of Cloud Street. And John's first, well, most of the first part of the play was in a nappy. It was very fetching, yeah. very I, fetching. I was, I was rather too old to be in nappies, but I, um, yeah, you know. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> you never know any port in a storm, really. <laughs> now, tell me, you're both uh, rehearsing at the moment to be in Mr. Bailey's Minder. Tell me about that. Well, it's played by Deborah Oswald. It's about um, an elderly drunk rather cantankerous cantankerous is the word cantankerous lovely Uh, artist who has been very famous but is now just drunk mostly right and his daughter who he doesn't love at all and who doesn't possibly doesn't love him although i wouldn't judge that um she fixes up a minder for him and uh, this wonderful young minder comes to look after me and turn my life around which she does Wow. Uh, eventually. There are ups and downs. There's also a love story embedded in there, not between me and her, but someone else. And, you wish. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wish, but, you know, I just have to sit and watch it happen. <laughs> and Claudia does nice. nearly all the work. She's, she's just doing an amazing job of running this show. Would you like to say something now, Claudia? That no, I thought that was... patted happen. your back so much. <laughs> He never pats my back, my back off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, excellent. So you are rehearsing at the moment, and that is on at the Ensemble Theatre from the 28th of July, which is just over a very week soon. Or it's week very soon. Too soon. And uh, runs until the 2nd of September. Correct. That's excellent. De- Deborah, Deborah Oswald's a really good writer. Very she, good. She's yeah. really good, and she's she's written some wonderful dialogue. The play's been around for a while. It's been... It ha- yeah, I was going to say, this is the... It, is this the second Sydney before. production? It has been done before, but I don't think it's been done for some years. Yeah. It was done at the Griffin many years ago. Ah, right. Um, yeah, because it, it is rare... You know, for for an Australian yeah. play to yeah. get, get another go, you yeah. know, to get another. Anyway, production. It, it's great, and we've got the wonderful Damien Ryan directing. Um, Excellent. I've I've been an admirer. Got, I've been an admirer of his for years. I, I, I think brilliant, and he's he's running a really wonderful room. It's great. Oh, that's and nice. I just hope he employs me a bit more in the future. Sorry, I didn't mean. That. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, you've worked with Damien a number of times. Yes, I have. I have. Um, I've done a lot of work with Sport for Jove, so it's um, nice to come into the rehearsal room and have that rapport already there. Mm. Excellent. That's really nice. Mm. I feel a bit excluded. They're so close, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We're all close. It's a very silly rehearsal room. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Now, on this podcast, before we get into the questions proper, I ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Yes. Yes? Do you know what the little thing on the top of a beret is called? Oh, no! What is that called? It doesn't have a name. <laughs> it doesn't have a name. What do you mean it doesn't have it? Surely it's one it has of the a few, name. It's one of the few common things in the world that doesn't have a name. Really? Yeah, it, you could call it a stalk or a stem. Yeah, or a... I think I'd call it... The, the stalk or like the frond. The frond. Oh yeah, the frond. Like a fern. The, your beret's yeah. frond. Yeah. No, it's got it's got no name. Anyway, that's or, my favourite. Or favorite. a stamen even it could be. Stamen. Oh yeah, mm. getting getting a bit botanical very... now. Mm. Dongle maybe. Oh, a dongle. I'm not sure. Yeah. What have, I like that. Thanks, John. Yeah. What about you, Claudia? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? I wish I did. I swear I know some facts, but they're not coming to me. But there there was one piece of trivia that I always remember because on the back of uh, Libra uh, sanitary napkins, they used to have um, facts. So you'd yeah. go to the bathroom and you'd learn a bit of um, trivia. It was fantastic. And I remember reading this one in about year eight when I was but a young pubescent, mm-hmm. um, that Winston Churchill was born in a lady's bathroom. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, well, That's go. a good Thanks, one. Libra. And, yeah, see, John and I had no idea of that. Oh. This this podcast does not sponsor Libra. <laughs> That's complete news to me. I'm going to look yeah. at it very well, differently. Well, it's be, because you didn't have, you didn't, you, you didn't well, require. Well, I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't have uh, sanitary napkins. You didn't no. have access to that. No, no, no I didn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation's going yeah. completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> it is somewhat. Shall we crack into the quiz proper? Let's you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Question number one. How many planets in our solar system are larger than Earth? Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, I'm it's a to, bit of a tricky one to begin with. I'm going to say five. Jupiter, Saturn. Not Uranus or Uranus. Um, um, Which ones do you think are, are bigger? Jupiter, Saturn. Saturn. Um, correct, correct. Mars. No, Mars uh, is smaller. No, Mars is smaller. Is it? Yeah. 
No. Mercury would be smaller. Mars is a little over half Earth's yeah. size. Oh, well. Mm. Um, yeah. So if we all go up to Mars, we'll be downgrading. We'll be downsizing <laughs> like downsizing parents whose children have run the coup. But there's um, a lot more space there because there, there are fewer people there. So true. its yeah. population density is much better Solved. than Earth's. There's probably a reason for that, I think. Mm. But, you know... Um, so, what's the answer? Well, you keep going. You, you'll Jupiter, get there. Saturn, is Mercury bigger or smaller, do you reckon? I, I don't even know where Mercury comes in that little chart. You Venus, know. I feel like, must be smaller. Oh, it's a very big star. Okay. Well, maybe Venus is... Maybe Venus? Maybe Venus. Yeah. No, uh, let me tell you that Venus is a tiny bit smaller than Earth. Okay. Ooh. I, just, I, think I can't think of the names of any planets. other planets. <laughs> oh dear. You, you actually ruled one out earlier, which oh. is incorrect. Ruled one out. Uh, Uranus. Uranus is bigger than Earth. Really? Yeah. What yeah, it's I? huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's bigger than the world. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one more. Do you know what that might be called? Ooh. Neptune. Neptune is the right answer. So, so yeah, there are four. Jupiter, four, Saturn, I said Neptune five. and Uranus. Mm. I thought four. I didn't say it. Well, you should have said it, Claudia. Don't, <laughs> I wanted to give yeah, you don't, a don't, don't, don't defer. <laughs> Do either of you know about the scale replica of our solar system on the um, along the Port Phillip foreshore in Melbourne? No. no. Do you know that? There's this... It starts, obviously, with a sculpture of the sun, and that's at the south end of St Kilda Beach. Mm. And it's, it's all in scale. So uh, the sun is a 139-centimetre model representing the mm. 1,392,000-kilometre diameter of the actual sun. And the trail finishes 5.9 kilometres away at Dwarf Planet Pluto in Port Melbourne with every millimetre on that walk representing 1,000 kilometres. Wow. That's very cool. Isn't that clever? I'd rather travel, do space travel that way than actually getting into a rocket. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. Oh, I mean, I, you'd never get there. I don't want to leave the Earth. I really <laughs> don't want to leave the Earth. I think you'll be, you'll be fine. Do you think I'll be all right? I think oh. you'll be all right. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think you'll be all right. But yes, the the big ones. Yeah. Uh, so Earth, have a crack at how big in diameter Earth is. Oh. Any idea? Oh, John Leary. Oh um, I, I don't know. Is it further than from here to Parramatta? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It, Earth is about 12,756 kilometres in oh. diameter. That's not much Which, as I no, thought it would no, be. I agree, That's I agree. doable. No? Yeah, I, you could drive there yeah, in a couple could, of days. You could. Yeah. It's a bit like going to Perth, only Maybe. a bit longer. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of days. A, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, that, that, you know, that's from that's through the middle. That's not around. No, no. Yeah. No, so that, that's that would diameter, be the circumference. So oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. So it's so not the circumference. So if you went from the very north pole to the very south pole, 12,000 miles. Just straight through. Yeah. Well, I've done yeah. more than that on my car, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have too, actually. The big ones... Uh, Jupiter, which is the biggest planet in our solar system, is 142,000 
closer to 143,000 kilometers diameter. But isn't a lot of it gas? Um, Yes. Is that gas? Does that make a difference in size? Well, it'd be hard to drive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's a technical (laughs) hypothetical. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Question number two. What same word can precede each of the following words to make a new word? Off, page, cock, and watch. Okay. So what can you stick it's, at it's the a word, not a prefix. That's right. One word, one word it of its own. It can precede. Yeah. Precede, goes in, goes yes. in front of. Um, oh, I was going to say sh- like shuttlecock, but no, shuttle. Oh, oh shuttle. yeah. But there's not a so shuttle. off. Um, mm. Lay. Oh, what it no. lay? Oh, yeah, lay off. Lay. No, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's got to change the meaning of off. Well, yes. It. it mm. I mean, it does. They are new words that have different meanings. I think I we'll guess. find it more easily if we Itch. start with cock because that's more specific. What about spatch? Mm. Spatchcock. No, that's a spatchcock. <laughs> that's actually yeah, one spatchcock word. Spatchcock is good. It's one word though. Spatch off. Yeah, but but that's what we're after. Oh, so it joins the word. It oh. does join the word. Yes. Oh. So it's a compound word. It is yeah. a compound okay. word. Oh, made, good. Yeah. Okay. Spatchcock. Yeah. What's the mm-hmm. other? What's another word? Oh, I said well, yes. But that's there's well. spatchcock, but there's not spatch page, spatch off, or spatch watch. Mm, so spatch Oh, watches. it's got to be the same. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh. same word for each. Well, of give them. us the other words then. Off page cock. Watch. Page. I need to write it on this tiny little. Uh, now the the interesting yeah. one page. in this regard, I think oh, I think stop. is stop cock. Stop. Stop watch stop is stop the cock. right answer. What's a stop cock? A stop cock is something that stops something. A stop. Um, <laughs> a stop cock is another name for a tap or a, a, and a stop or a faucet. off. A stop off is a place where you stop. Exactly. Not a place where you get off. Well, well I, I have, got well, that I have I got off in a few stop offs. I have to tell you. <laughs> Were you stop-offs on the way? <laughs> Did I stop Stopwatch. Stopwatch.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
Heaps be- well, Heaps it does be- mean great in uh, what's that? Uh, Greek. Greek. Mm. Did you do Greek and mm. Latin at uh, school? I did Latin. You did Latin. Did you do Latin? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did. But Latin. you didn't do Greek, and I, and John. I tried to teach myself Greek once, and I went to oh. Greece and I tried to speak Greek, and they just looked at me like I was some. Did kind it, were you of, trying you know, to speak? Ancient Greek. No. Was that the <laughs> no, problem? No. <laughs> that would have been very silly. No, I was I was trying to speak demotic modern Greek, but uh-huh. didn't work. Anyway. They just say Well Ella, if you'd said mega yeah. and you'd you'd asked for something in a mega unit, ten thousand how many things would you get? Ten thousand. No. Hundred thousand. Heaps more. Million. It's a million. A million hertz. Yeah. One million hertz. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of hertz, but never a million. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a million hertz. Oh. Mega, mega is a uh, yeah as a unit prefix in metric systems of units denotes a factor of one million. Okay. Well. And do you know what a hertz is? Well, it's a renter car, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that is also true. I don't know what a hertz but is. One hertz simply means one event per second. So, oh goodness, a hundred hertz means a hundred events per second, so on. Um, so you could ap- apply it to any periodic event. For example, a clock might be said to tick at one hertz. I want to see you give me one event per second this afternoon in the rehearsal room. That's about all you'll get, I can tell you. <laughs> all right, very well done. No, I don't think we were very good well, on no, that one. No, we I, I, think, I think we blew that one, thank time. you, that's sweet. Uh, sorry. <laughs> well, all right, I won't give it to you then. Okay. Question number five. Name the star of the television series Ugly Betty who plays Gloria in Barbie. Oh, America Ferrara. Oh, uh, who? What now? Amer- is, that, is that a name? America Ferrara? It is. Yeah. My goodness. Too easy. Don't be too impressed. I'm, I'm very I'm impressed. I'm very clever. I'm, and, the, and the Barbie movie's about to come out. I've got it? my finger on the pulse of pop You sure culture. do. Whoa. I'm yeah. so impressed. Do you, um, do you ever listen to classical music at all? Of course or, you know, I you know, do. You know, go to opera. Speaking maybe? of classical music, this is something that I should have got to when we were talking about Hertz, in the last question, you know how uh, middle C, for example, Mm -hmm. can be expressed uh, in its Hertz, what's that, its waveform or something? Yeah. It is 261.625 Hertz. But... uh, Is middle C. So is that how long it lasts? That's its frequency per second. Oh, okay. Ah, So 261.6... Right. That's a complicated fact. I don't think I'll remember. Oh, that is right. a. Com- I don't know if that'll I make the final cut. I think just showing off a little bit, frankly. <laughs> just, just my <laughs> research. Just just nothing to do with what I know. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by John Gayden and Claudia Ware. And we are up to question number six. Is the logo of the car brand Peugeot a lion, a horse, or a snake? Oh, John. Do you know? Um, well, I don't think it's a lion because isn't that Honda? No. No. I don't think it's any of those. I what? think it's oh. a griffin. That's Oh, well, that, that's, a, that's an interesting take on, on uh, what it is and on the question. But it is, in fact, one of these. Uh, did you say lion, horse, or snake? I did. I think it's a snake. I you think, think it's a snake? I think it's a lion. It's not a lion. What is it? <laughs> is it a lion? It's going to be a horse, you watch. <laughs> it is, in fact, a lion. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I doubted you. You were right, John. Does that mean that multiple car brands have a lion on them? Yes, mul- multiple car brands. Not but not original. the one that you said. What did you say? Honda. Yeah, but, like... I said that, but I don't think you be. you might be thinking of Holden. I'm thinking of which Holden. had lions at yep. that one stage. Well, they both start with H. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you drive a Peugeot, John? No, I don't. I I, I drive a, a very beaten up old Mazda, and it's wonderful. Oh. Are you listening, Mazda? Could do with a free car. I drive a Suzuki Alto that feels like it's made of owl foil. Mm. <laughs> Which means I can really feel the texture of the road as I'm going from A to B. Ah, that's funny. The family business Peugeot was founded in 1810 by Jean-Frédéric and Jean-Pierre Peugeot mm. when they diversified their family-run grain mill by manufacturing steel strips for dressmaking, saw blades and springs for watchmaking. About mm. 80 years later, they started making automobiles. And originally the logo depicted a lion walking along an arrow Uh, but over the years the lion has changed and evolved and um sometimes it looks very like a lion well it's it's changed several times over Mm. in that you 200 Mm. years it's sometimes it's been walking on all fours other times it was up on its hind legs it's, and the current one's up on its hind legs isn't it well actually the the current one is just the head Mm. So they they've done that a couple of times too. So mm-hmm. the the yeah the the one just before the twenty twenties, uh, you're right was was up on its hind legs. Very well done. All right. Very well done to you, John and Claudia. Not so much. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not that it's a competition. No, it's not a competition. All right. Question number seven. Shona people primarily inhabit which? African nation. Nigeria. Is incorrect, I'm afraid. Uh, what can I tell you about this? It's sub-Saharan. Sub-Saharan. Um, kind of south. Sudan? No. Mm. Hmm. How can I... I don't know. I'm not good at Shana, I, I, Maybe um, not the Congo. Uh, no, that's correct. Uh, not. All my negatives are correct. 
Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. What can I, I tell I'm gonna, you? you? I'll get you there way. somehow. What did letter does it start with? <laughs> What does it well, if I like? tell you that, I think it, that might give it away. Oh, it's probably Z. So it's Zambia. No, it's the other one. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zimbabwe is the right answer. Yeah, I said it. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, wonder, Zambia, yeah. as if. <laughs> Do you even know where Zambia is? I don't. <laughs> well, they're very close together, so you yeah. you know you were nearly right anyway. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes. Very well done, the Shona people. Uh, primarily come from Zimbabwe. Okay. Fab. Question number eight. Name the Australian author of Ice Station, Temple, Scarecrow, and The Tournament. Ooh, no idea. This might be a bit tricky. Might be. Well, this one is a bit tricky. Although, this author is a New York Times bestseller selling over 7.5 million copies of his books worldwide. Ah, so it's a man. And it's language, uh, oh, very well. Oh, yes, yes, nice. It's a man and he's still with us or just gone? He is still with us. He's quite a young man. Oh, um, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of then. Um, M-R are his initials. Marcus. Suzak? No, no, Marcus, that would be him. Said. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> it's been a long morning. <laughs> it's been a long morning. Um, M.R. Um, Michael Marcus. Is, are, are you familiar with these books at all? No. no. He was also the writer and director of the Netflix film Interceptor, which came out last year. No. Oh, we are very impressive. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Go on, John. What is it? Neither neither of you were were cast in Interceptor. No, no. they called, but we were busy. <laughs> <laughs> if only, yeah. What? Um, they're sort of airport novels, I would say. Matthew Riley. Matthew is his first name. Uh, Matthew. Matthew. Let's just think of a bunch of surnames ah. to start with. Rogers. Rogers. Ridges. Ride. No. What did you say? Ride. Rides? Oh. Must you, be were, close. you were close. Re- Matthew Riley. I said that, is didn't his I? Name. I think you did. Did you I say did. Riley? I said Matthew you, Riley. I, I'm going to say. I she, said Matthew Riley. I'm going to say she said Riley. Yes. You did. Excellent. Matthew Riley is the right answer. Goodness I me. got the right answer. What? It was the airport novels that. Yeah, that, yes. that's I, They're those, what, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. said it. You've seen them. I, I only read 18th century novels, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, what are you reading at the moment? I'm reading a book by a French woman called Annie Ernaux, and she's a philosopher, but she's written mm. a sort of diary of her life in terms of world events. And it won the that big prestigious French prize. I can't remember what it is, Prix Goncourt or one of those. Uh-huh. And it's fantastic. It's really wow. good. It's really good. A yeah. contemporary writer, or or she? Yes, yeah, she's or, contemporary. And this book came yeah, right. out last year, I think. Yeah. Uh huh. What are you reading? And I what, am yes, reading you... a novel called Immaculate by my dear friend Anna McGann, who just won the Vogel Prize. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Um, I read a first draft of it about. Six months ago, and now I'm reading the actual thing, which came out a few weeks ago. So you know wow. a real author. I know a real author. Oh How exciting! It's wonderful. It's a wonderful novel. That's cool. 
Mm. I didn't know she she wrote. That's very prolifically. Exciting. Really? Yep, she's an amazing writer. The other book I'm reading, if you want to know, yes. is Heather yeah. Mitchell's memoir. Oh, lovely. Which is nice. great. It's really good. She's such a good writer. Yeah, is she? And she's quite a nice person too. But she's a very good writer. Well, thank you for... Uh, somehow mm. this podcast has turned into a uh, book book podcast, mm. which is fine. Mm. That's right. And have you noticed that all the books we've talked about and the ones we're reading are by women? True story. We love women. Yeah. We love women writers. Mm. I think they're more on the key vive. Anyway. I'm reading... Uh, have you read this? Oh, we yes, are all completely beside ourselves. Yeah, I read it years ago. Oh, it's great. I'm loving it. How far through are you? About halfway through. What's it called? We are all completely beside ourselves. We are all completely ourselves. beside ourselves. Oh, is it a self-help book? No. No. I know you're Good completely man. beside yourself. <laughs> well, I was <laughs> going to say, I should read it because I am completely beside myself. <laughs> Beside myself, beside you. All right, listen, we have to get this back on the uh, back on track. All right. Question number nine. We, I'm afraid we have to leave the world of uh, literary fiction yeah. and go into the sport question. Oh, mm. You'll be right. John, you quite like tennis, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. All right. Between them, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray won every Wimbledon men's singles championship from 2003 to 2022. Who won this year's title? And there are bonus points for naming the winner in 2002 and this year's women's singles champion. Okay. So there's a lot in there. The men's women Wimbledon champion was Carlos Alcaraz. Correct. He has just beaten Djokovic. I Correct. would say 2022 was Djokovic. No, no, sorry, 2002. Did I say 2022? 2002. 2002. Yeah, oh. so before this, uh, before that um, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Murray Lendl? combining to win. Who, who won Ivan it? Lendl? It was not Ivan Lendl. It was that guy with the tennis racket and the ball. You know the one. You will know this answer, I reckon. I can't think who came before that lot. Um, mm. Oh, he was sort of, you know, just oh, in uh, it was um, an Australian. Um, it was. It, it was. Um, uh, uh, think harder. He, he's now the captain of the Davis Cup team. He uh, is, yes. Um, and the you know this answer, Claudia. Me. Yeah, you know it. The French pronounce his name very strangely. Um, they call oui. him Leton Huit. Leton Hewitt? <laughs> yes. Ah. Leton If you're Huit. saying his name in French, you Leton say Leton Huit. 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 Leton the, French, the French stress the last syllable. I only didn't get that because you were mispronouncing. <laughs> Leton Huit. Leton Hewitt. Yeah. Leton Hewitt yeah. was the winner in 2002. Now, the women. Alcaraz won this year. Yeah. And this year's women's singles champion uh, was... She, it was an upset win. Indeed. Uh, she I, was the first unseeded yes, female player to she win. She was. And I can't remember her name. Uh, it's a difficult name. Yes. It, it uh, is a, a unusual for... Our pronunciation. She's a Czech player. Yeah. She's ranked 42nd in the world. Yeah. I don't know why Czech players are so good. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. A lot, there's a lot of good tennis players come out of Czechoslovakia 
or mm. the Czech Republic, well, yes. actually. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know what her name is. M V are her initials. Maria Any chance? Vaporosa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're just trying to guess a Czech name. It's it's almost impossible. Marta? Marketa. Marketa. Vondrosova. Vondrosova. Oh, I would have got that. Yeah. Marketa <laughs> Vondrosova. The point is, you didn't get it. She. Did you watch the Djokovic Alcaraz no, game? No, I didn't. I didn't. You I, didn't have five hours and forty-two minutes. I, to I've spare? seen highlights, and he he is amazing. Alcaraz is amazing. He's just yeah. amazing. And as Djokovic said, I've never met anyone like him. And he's mm. played all the big ones. Yeah, so he, I think, he became the youngest man in history and the mm. first teenager in the mm. open era. He's only 20. To top the singles mm. rankings mm. at 19 years, four And I'd say he'll days. be winning Wimbledon for the next decade. Yeah, possibly. Extraordinary. Possibly. Extraordinary. There was one game, the fifth game of the third set... When Alcaraz broke Djokovic's serve after 13 deuces mm. and the game lasted, this single game lasted 26 minutes. Mm. Crazy. Sorry. All right, we're up to the final question. And this is a nice, nice one to finish off with, I feel. Question number 10. Who coined the phrase star-crossed lovers? William Shakespeare. Is an easy one to finish up with. You didn't know. Uh, do you one, know from, from, from which play? I was going Romeo to, and Juliet. I was going to say Romeo. Oh. And Juliet. Or as the French say, <laughs> Romeo and Juliette. Juliette. Well done. Yeah. Have I, have either of you played Romeo and or Juliet? I'm I'm playing Romeo next week. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I haven't. No. 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 Oh wow. I think I'm reaching my kind of father of the bride. Kind of era, maybe. Or, maybe. No, what, what's his name? You're you're uh, more the um, uh, the friar. No? Yeah, you're very friar. I'll be a friar. Yeah, herbs and things. Yeah, I think I'm a bit more Mercutio. You're very Mercutio, believe Mercutio. me. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> well, Claudia, John, it's been an absolute pleasure having you both on the podcast. Lovely to talk to you, John. Real joy to see you again, John. And yeah. lovely to meet you, Claudia. Thank you, likewise. Mr. Bailey's Minder, for, for my listeners, is on at the Ensemble Theatre from the uh, from the 28th of July until the 2nd of September. Correct. Is that right? That's yeah. it. Wonderful. It's very sad and it's very funny all at once. It really, I mean, I'm saying that quite seriously. It's a, It's a beautiful piece of... Real life. Beautiful. Mm. Excellent. Well, thanks, you two. Thanks, John. See you next time. Bye. See ya. What a delight to have John Gaydon and Claudia Ware on the podcast. As you just heard, their show, Mr. Bailey's Minder, is on at the Ensemble Theatre in Sydney from the 28th of July until the 2nd of September. Go to ensemble.com.au to book tickets. I do have to apologise to Claudia for not hearing her clearly say Matthew Riley when she first said it. Thanks to all of you who have written reviews and given the show five-star ratings lately to push the podcast up the charts. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks to Cindy McDonald for the questions each week. I record this podcast on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.